morning, folks. It's time for Democratic Perspective, brought to you by the Verde Valley Independent Democrats, a weekly talk show about the crucial political issues facing the Verde Valley, Sedona, Northern Arizona, and the nation at large. Join us for a stimulating, thought-provoking discussion. You'll get the facts as we focus on the challenges facing everyone. Good morning, folks. Welcome to Democratic Perspective. Steve Williamson here, or at least I think I'm here. Sitting across from me is Karen McClellan. Say good hello, Karen. Good morning. Uh, we, we have a guest today, a, a, a telephone guest today. You want to introduce her, Karen? Yeah. Uh, she's a, a, a great candidate. So I, Yeah. Um, today we've got Chris Mays, who's running for attorney general. Um, Chris has been around Arizona politics for quite a while. She was on the Arizona Corporation Commission back, I think, when Napolitano was was governor, and she's worked worked for Governor Napolitano in various ways, and has sort of been decided that it's time for somebody to run for attorney general who wants to really serve the citizens of Arizona and not just make political points by filing briefs on behalf of other attorney generals around the country. Someone who really wants to bring that back to what it should be is a, a, a position to protect Arizona, you know, to defend the good laws of Arizona and protect the consumers. And, and she's running in a in a contest, yes. which has no um, incumbent, right? No, uh, no incumbent. There's no incumbent. For the, the incumbent office. is uh, Mark Brinovich. He's running for Senate uh, for the Senate nomination on the Republican side. So Chris is the only you know, the only Democrat who's running at the moment. There are six Republicans running against her. So it'll be, you know. And they, they've raised a great deal of money. At least four of them have raised over a million dollars just at this stage of the campaign. And one of them is kind of turncoat uh, Rodney Glassman, who used to be a Democrat and decided that he wasn't going to get in office that way, um, has raised over $2 million. Uh, Chris has not, not been a slouch as, a, as a, a fundraiser, but that's the sort of situation, a huge amount of money. According to Ballopedia, the at this stage in the race, and there are a lot more um, re- contested Republican races than there are Democrat. The uh, Republicans have raised $23 million more than Democrats collectively. Hmm. So on that cheery note, <laughs> Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks, Stephen and, and Karen. Thank you so much for, for allowing me to be on with you. I, I love uh, – I, I always love uh, talking uh, to folks in Yavapai County and in Sedona, uh, especially in Coconino County. I, as you know, I was uh, born and raised in Prescott and in Yavapai County, so I'm the only candidate for statewide office this year who was born and raised in Yavapai County. Um, and Sedona is uh, close to my heart. My family always would uh, take day trips to Sedona, so... Um, great to be here. I am the Democratic nominee for Attorney General. Um, you'll see my name on the ballot. You're, you're on your on your uh, your uh, ballot uh, this August, and uh, you know we're fighting like heck for 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 the future of Arizona. We we have to have an Attorney General who will stand up for the rule of law, not undermine our democracy. The Republicans, all of my opponents. Um, uh, you know, are, you know, frankly, quite anti-democratic, um, and, uh, you know, very much, um, you know, are in line with the Trump view of, of, um, uh, of the world. Um, all six of my Republican opponents have said they would not have certified the 2020 election. So 
we cannot have that. And so I'm, I'm running for AG to protect our democracy, protect, protect and, and defend reproductive rights for women in Arizona. And to get back to the core mission of the Attorney General's office, which is to, uh, to, uh, defend and protect Arizonans and to be a fighter for Arizona consumers, for our elderly, uh, to prosecute elder abuse and to go after and prosecute this terrible fentanyl crisis that's tearing our families apart right now. Yeah, it seems in, in past years under you know, Attorney Generals, you know, Terry Goddard, Grant Woods, who was a Republican Attorney General, they both made a big point that they part of their job was to work for consumer fraud, elder fraud, to yep. to to protect average everyday Republicans as consumers, as individuals, and. Our, our current Attorney General, Mark Brinovich, seems to be more interested in filing on as a as an amicus brief for various political fights that are happening around the country, most of which are initiated in other states. And he seems to be spending, you know, so he doesn't seem to be really focusing on things that would help the average, everyday Arizonan he live seems, a better life. He seems to have gotten into office in the minute he got in when he was running for another position. Yeah. And he was just... Uh, Doing, throwing red meat to the Republican uh, um, Republicans in general, yep. but to the core Republicans certainly. Even um, even yeah. though in his own race, the the Trump type Republicans, and Trump has endorsed you know, one of his opponents, not him for the current race, but he's still trying to get that vote. <laughs> a friend of mine is yeah. a Republican and showed me a Republican election card, voter card, and. It had half the card was busy denouncing him, so maybe he's a he's a target. Um, the Republican campaign, in so far as it's visible, has been very nasty. Um, it has been nasty, and and that's you know, and 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 I tell you what, you know, I, I think uh, I think Arizonans don't want to see that. And you know, and Karen, to your point about uh, the, the the key role of the Attorney General's office, it, it you're right, it is about protecting consumers. It should be about protecting consumers. And Grant Woods, who was one of my the co-chairs of my campaign, as you know, he be, eventually became a Democrat, like I did. I'm a former Republican who became a Democrat. He, you know, he believed um, that we needed to get back to this core mission of protecting consumers. Mark Burnovich, um, uh, siphoned essentially millions of dollars away from consumer fraud uh, prosecutions and into what he called his federalism unit, which was that what you were talking about, his unit designed to basically file highly political pro-Republican national lawsuits that got him on Fox News. I mean, he was successful in getting himself on Fox News, but he used Arizona taxpayer money, which was supposed to go after the 15,000 complaints of consumer fraud, and he's he basically pilfered that money over into a unit that was designed to help him politically. That's why I am running to restore that money to to uh, the consumer fraud revolving fund so we can go after consumer fraud, protect our elderly again, and really get back to the core mission uh, of our state. And, you know, I did at a press conference in front of Bernovich's office over that issue because and called for his resignation. I mean, the, that, I believe, violated a state law that requires 
the AG to uh, to fight consumer fraud and to use that money for that purpose. Certainly, the elderly need protection. When I look at mm-hmm. the paper, a lot of the reports, the non well in Sedona, there really aren't a lot of violent reports, but a lot of the police reports is is elder fraud of all different kinds, yeah. and it's getting more and more complex. Chris, it's getting yeah. more ingrained and, and and there's new clever scams of the elderly all the time you're going to have to work to keep up with all that yeah absolutely and and i think anybody who uh who has someone in their life who uh, is elderly or um or is in a nursing home right now or a long-term care facility you know that, that they are constantly barraged by phone calls from scammers and fraudsters who are trying to defraud them of their money. And, you know, we have to have an attorney general who is focused um, like a laser on fighting that, on protecting our seniors. And we don't have that right now. And quite frankly, I haven't had, I haven't heard a word out of the mouths of my opponents um, about this issue and about how they intend to work on it. I intend to work on it because that's, I believe that's the core mission of the AG's office, not to use it as some sort of political platform for their next uh, run for office. And, you know, we, we you know, I, I think I'm uniquely qualified uh, to work on behalf of consumers having been a corporation commissioner. We prosecuted um Securities fraud, which is a form of consumer fraud, when I was on the commission, that's the, the job of the uh, corporation commission is to do that work on the civil side, and we returned tens of millions of dollars to the victims of securities fraud in Arizona while I was on the commission uh, working with my colleagues. And uh, I, you know, I would say, say as well that I'm actually the only candidate for attorney general on both sides and both political parties who has done that kind of work in the past and who led um, a, a division of law enforcement officers. Our securities division um, uh, investigators were armed, badged, and they did uh, amazing and brave work uh, fighting for the people of Arizona. Um, there's another issue. When I looked at the websites of Republican candidates for the attorney general, and I looked at your candidate because you're the only Democratic candidate, and I looked at your website, the issues that they talk about and the issues that you talk about are very different. And one of the issues that seems to me that you talk about that's very important is reproductive rights and whether you will prosecute women and doctors. Yeah, you know, and and this is uh this has become I think one of the if not the top issue in this campaign then one of the top issues uh especially after the fall of Roe versus Wade. And you know, I am now the I am the only candidate for attorney general who is saying we will never prosecute a woman or a doctor or a nurse, a pharmacist, a midwife, a doula anyone uh, assisting in reproductive uh, services or abortion in Arizona when I am AG, we are just not going to do it. And all six of my Republican opponents sort of are gleefully lining up to to start prosecuting doctors. And then, of course, you have Mark Burnovich, who who actually now is moving uh, in court to reinstitute a 
1901 ban on abortion that would put doctors in prison for up to five years if they uh, uh, assist a woman uh, with an abortion. And, I mean, it's just outrageous, guys. You know, it, this, this 1901 law um, would actually, it actually was created initially in 1864 um, in Prescott in, in uh, their territorial days. You know, but how outrageous is it that we are now in a situation where doctors are having to worry about whether they're going to be thrown in prison by a Republican attorney general for assisting women with their health care. And, and, you know, look, we know many times, um, you know, women have ectopic pregnancies, for instance, that that threaten their lives or other difficulties with pregnancies. Um, and obviously the vast majority of Arizonans in general believe that uh, there should be a right to abortion. 87% of Arizonans believe abortion should remain legal and safe in all or most instances, and yet we have these Republican politicians who think it's their role and government's role to intervene um, in in a woman's uh, private decision. Let me tell you guys something. As Attorney General, I am not going to do that. We are not prosecuting abortion, and here's why. I want to just say why. Though it would appear the Republicans forgot to read the Arizona Constitution. The Arizona Constitution has an express right to privacy. Article 2, Section 8 of the Arizona Constitution says that all people should be uh, shall not be interfered with in their homes and in their private affairs. And what could be, I ask you, what could be more private than what a woman does with her body? So I will uphold the Arizona Constitution. That is the highest law of the land in Arizona in not uh, in making this promise and it not even to what, what Brinovich has been, been saying that I'm not a lawyer and I follow the, what the legislature does but even what he's saying you have a 1901 law and you have a law the legislature just passed this past session right. that the governor signed that the governor seems to feel should become law and whatever the date is September something when all those laws go into effect that limits abortion you know to, you know, to no abortions beyond a certain period of time and the governor seems to feel that should be law because because the legislature passed that this year. The attorney general seems to feel for, I presume, more political, personal reasons that a 1901 law should be in effect. And, you know, the attorney general is the person sort of in Arizona tasked with making some of those sort of determinations of which law applies. But it does seem somewhat strange, you know, that the, the attorney general would reach back and ignore what he's ignoring what the governor and the legislature did, whether we agree with that particular law or not. And it would seem that the attorney general's job is sort of to uphold what the state is doing unless it's you know blatantly unconstitutional. Yeah, it's a yeah. political competition <laughs> to be who can see who can be the most extreme. Yeah, I think. It right. Is, yeah. They it. it and the Republican Party, unfortunately, is just drenched in this. And this is one of the examples where they're trying to out-Trump each other or out-extreme each other. And I think you'll see as the – well, if you listen to their campaign ads and stuff, you can see who can be most extreme about the border, for example. Uh, what's the role right. of the Attorney General of Arizona in, in, in border issues, for example? Yeah, let me. I I, I want to take that that question, but I just want to say one last thing on on the abortion issue. 
You know, I think um, um, Karen's absolutely right. You know, we now the Republicans are fighting with each other over which law to, to they want to implement. I want to point out one thing: all three of the laws that are at, you know at issue here, including a personhood law that would give legal rights to an embryo, um, that I think threatens the ability of women to do IVF in Arizona. All three of them have no exception uh, for. Uh, or at least two of them. I have to check on the third, but no, basically no exceptions for rape or incest. And so these are just very, very extreme laws that the vast majority of Arizonans don't agree with. Um, on, on, um, on the border, um, look, you know, I, I think that, uh, the, the role of the attorney general on the border is to uh, work with law enforcement. Uh, on the the issues that we are seeing um, along the border that are related to uh, to to um, you know the smuggling of, of drugs, human smuggling, um, the fentanyl crisis is becoming worse by the day because so much fentanyl is cr- coming across the border. But let me say this. Um, uh, So I will be an attorney general who will work with local law enforcement, who will work with the federal government um, in in fighting uh, the the smuggling of drugs and human smuggling across the border. Um, First and foremost, the the job, that job is the federal government's job. And so I will work to, you know, really push the federal government, no matter who is in the White House, to uh, put uh, put more resources on the border. and um, I will also push for more resources at the state level. I think we need to make it clear, especially with regard to the fentanyl crisis that we're facing, um, who, who is responsible for this? I mean, let's remember, it's Republicans who've been in office for the last eight years. And they, they continue to sit on a $5 billion surplus and don't spend any of it, uh, virtually none of it, on the fentanyl crisis that we have in our state. So let, let us let us put the blame where it, where it belongs, which is the Republican leaders in the legislature and the governor's office who seem for some reason to not actually want to do anything about this, but they like to talk a lot about it. Um, I think that um, watching them, uh, the candidates act like they can dis- Decide all the border issues on their own, and like it's, uh, it's is. I think that's a good antidote to that situation. And yet, I think you're right to talk about the smuggling of people and drugs. Um, and fentanyl, uh, for I think everybody knows, is a particularly deadly form of the drug. And fentanyl yeah. deaths probably in the United States are much higher than any of the other drugs yeah. that you hear out there. And, and it's worse because it's a drug that people die of overdoses without even realizing they've taken it. You know, it's, right. it's you know, added into other drugs. So someone who intends to use a drug, even legal recreational marijuana, let alone an illegal drug for reasons, is sometimes taking fentanyl without even realizing it and having no idea that they, you know, the overdose Limit on that is so low. That, I, yeah. think so I think it's very that's dangerous. Right, Karen. I yeah. think pe- they they they're taking yeah. drugs and they really don't realize the danger of it. They may not even know it's yeah. laced into some other drug. So whatever can be done to stop the import of it would be good. It would be great if the federal government could work with the Mexican government to stop the 
processing of it and production of it in Mexico and, 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 and Central America. Um, the right, other... and the Attorney General can um, can do more than he is right now. Again, I mean, let's remember, it's Mark Burnovich, a Republican AG who's in office and has been for the last eight years. The AG can do more in terms of prosecuting um, fentanyl um, uh, smuggling and fentanyl uh, when it's here uh, in in the in the U.S. and in Arizona, and uh, there just hasn't been a focus on it by this AG. Again, I think it goes back to uh, two things. Number one, the Republicans wanted to hang on to uh, the budget surpluses so that they could claim that they, you know, amass the greatest budget surplus in in world history or whatever they're doing. Um, and, you know, of course, we see it in education, too. They don't want to, you know, they refuse to spend it on priorities like education. And um, they also refuse to spend it on helping to stop our this fentanyl crisis, which really is killing our kids. It's not just kids. It's, all, it's across all demographics, all age groups. Um, to Karen's point, it's so dangerous because so many people don't know um, that they're taking it. And, um, and so, we, you know, it's just, again, really, really outrageous that we have an AG and Republican AG candidates who aren't really talking about this um, when, when this really is something that the Attorney General could do a lot about. Um, uh, one issue I think that they're probably not talking about, and I haven't listened to all of them, <laughs> um, is climate change. I don't, I don't, you don't hear the word climate change coming out of their mouths very often. So <laughs> when, when we hear climate change, that's one thing. I think we all agree that there is cl- climate change and all of that. But what can the Attorney General do about climate change? What can the Attorney General of Arizona contribute to working on that, that issue? Well, actually, quite, quite, quite a bit more than probably folks know. And, 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 you know, I, I have said this on the campaign trail and, and, uh, my Republican opponents have, have, uh, criticized me and attacked me for, uh, talking about it. But I'm not going to talk, stop talking about it because I think, uh, number one, there is a lot that the AG can do on the environment, on climate change, and on water. And I want to talk a lot about that. I'd love to talk about that with, with you both. Um, but, you know, the Attorney General's office has an environmental division within it. It actually was created by Grant Woods um, and the legislature when he was Attorney General. And um, Grant, Grant and I had a numerous conversations before he passed away about how excited he was uh, about my plan to to tackle climate change. Look, it's not something I can do alone, but it's something that every single statewide elected official um, uh, who has uh, the ability to work on has to work on. I mean, you know. So what can it? What can the AG do? Look, I can, uh, you know, uh, advocate in front of the Arizona Corporation Commission for uh clean energy rules that get us closer to a hundred percent clean energy and and start to move us away from fossil fuels or continue to move us away from fossil fuels. As you guys know, I helped pass Arizona's first renewable energy standard and our nation leading energy efficiency standard, which helps tackle climate change. Um, I will also work on our um, on our water crisis. I will be directly involved as attorney general 
in the Colorado River adjudication process, Mark Burnovich has been AWOL on that process and has been nowhere. I will advocate for Arizona's water supplies. I will fight against uh, some of the ridiculous things that are happening right now, guys, um, in which the state uh, land the, uh, department is leasing Arizona water, essentially land and water underneath the land, to corporations in Saudi Arabia and allowing Saudi companies to uh, pump our groundwater, use it to, to uh, grow alfalfa that then gets exported to Saudi Arabia for their cows. I mean, this stuff is nuts. And yet, you know, for whatever reason, Governor Doug Ducey has allowed this to go on. And these are groundwater supplies that, you know, are going to be needed in, in to, for Phoenix soon. It's in the Butler uh, Valley. And, of course, as you guys know, in Sedona, um, uh, you know, our, our groundwater laws in general, and, you know, our 1980 or, you know, 30, 40-year-old groundwater regime has to be updated. So as Attorney General, I will advocate for um, the the updating of those groundwater laws so that we can protect our groundwater supplies going forward. Yeah, it seems that that's something the AG, AG should be sort of front and center because the AG is a lawyer, and we know yep. that the Arizona's groundwater between old laws and tribal laws and county regulations and state regulations is so confusing that you know I talked to you that nobody can understand it, and it's very hard exactly. to plan for the future with this mass of conflicting laws that overlap so it seems yeah it does seem to be logical that the attorney general who's sort of the chief legal officer of the state should be front and center on trying to you know mediate between all these different issues and all these different parties who have legal claims upon the water to try to create a create something that looks towards the future and doesn't keep us stuck in 1870 you know laws yeah exactly as an yeah. aside, I actually was on a plane that we flew dairy cattle. As a loadmaster, we flew dairy cattle from um, Amsterdam to Saudi Arabia. The Saudi Arabian desert makes our deserts look like a, a, a fertile field. And <laughs> <laughs> we brought the cows all the way to Riyadh, and we flew over the uh, – they have these huge circular barns. Once the cattle get there, they're never let outside because it's too awful outside. There's no grass. There's no anything. So it's, you know, I mean, I feel for the Saudis trying to be self-sufficient in alfalfa and cows and stuff. But it really makes no economic sense at all. It's an austere desert. The cattle can't even go yeah. outside. Um, and Saudi well, Arabia and, is and, and paying for all this. I guess what's most outrageous is the fact that the Arizona State Land Department under Governor Doug Ducey has leased this land to the Saudis. And look, I, 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 you know, I'd be upset about this if it was, you know, Belgium doing this. I don't, I, you know, it's just, but they've leased the, the our water essentially to Saudi Arabia um, at below market rates, like massively below market rates. You know, there's an expose on this in the Arizona Republic a couple of weeks ago, um, and and so and and this is water that Arizona is going to need potentially within years, given the drought that we're facing. And so I I really question whether this is a 
potentially a violation of the Arizona Constitution's gift clause, which prevents us from giving things of value away to private entities. And I will explore that when I'm attorney general. Yeah, that's an interesting issue. Of course, all of us see the impact of, of, of climate change and feel the impact of climate change. And I think one of the things that we all know is difficult about it is it'll take, you know, it'll take the, the attorney general, but it'll take the federal government. It'll take all the other officials in, in, in different states. Um, you talked about getting the attorney general moving the office so that the office works on its core mission. Can you talk a little bit about what is the attorney general's core mission? Well, thanks. I mean, exactly. This is, I'm running for attorney general to be, you know, a watchdog for the people of Arizona and, and to look out for the, the public interest, to be the lawyer for the people of Arizona. The core mission of the AG's office is to combat consumer fraud, which we talked about earlier. Um, it's also to prosecute elder abuse and uh, to represent uh, state agencies on issues like water. It's to uh, go after and combat um, uh, uh, fentanyl and uh, to, to, in general, protect the people of Arizona. And I, and I think the, uh, you know, elder abuse is, is, is a prime example of how the current attorney general, the current Republican attorney general, has gotten just way off the rails in terms of, you know, uh, the core mission of this office. And, you know, we have seen virtually no prosecutions of elder abuse in the state of Arizona in the last eight years. And I ask you, how is that even possible in a state that has the fastest growing elderly population in America? And you all know this. We see it in Yavapai County. We see it in Maricopa County across the state. We have a lot of elderly folks moving to Arizona, a huge migration of folks coming into our state from all over the place. And yet we have an attorney general who is not protecting the people of our state. And so that, you know, combating elder abuse, going after price uh, fixing and price gouging, that's another area that the AG has been virtually silent on. Um, we do need better price gouging laws that, that would allow the AG to, to do more, but we, we have enough to go after price gouging, and yet um, the AG is, uh, current Attorney General has been virtually silent on that question, and I, would, I will, I will uh, address price gouging wherever I, I find it. So those are the, some of the, um, the, the core duties of the Attorney General's office that have been virtually neglected by by Mark Burnovich and and so we, we just cannot we cannot have that and we must have an AG who will be a, a, a lawyer for the people of Arizona. And since part of the Attorney General's office are defend the state of Arizona and the laws of the state of Arizona, you know, in lawsuits if someone files a lawsuit against the state due to some law, what do you sort of see as the Attorney General's role in sort of talking to the legislature, advising the legislature beforehand about 
unconstitutionality of various laws or issues that might come up. You see the attorney general as having a role in, in letting the legislature know if you pass this law, this is the law, yeah. you know, we are going to get sued for these reasons and it's going to be hard to defend. Is that something the attorney general should be out there doing either publicly or privately? To the I governor and, both, and the speaker and thank of the house you for bringing that up. I absolutely, and I will not be shy about uh, testifying before the the uh, legislature um, when I see laws that are being proposed that are blatantly or uh, even remotely unconstitutional. Um, we do not have an attorney general right now who is doing that. We have had AGs in the past, whether it was. Grant Woods or Janet Napolitano or Terry Goddard, who uh, who did uh, serve that function and who did testify in front of the legislature and privately counseled the legislature. I think the same can be said for um, state agencies. I would be tasked with as AG representing and, and being a lawyer for most of most of the state's uh, agencies, and I will I will serve that role. We. And I'll give you an example, Karen, and you, we've talked about this, and I've spoken with many uh, of the leadership in Sedona about this. But, you know, you know, the, the legislature is on a preemption tear right now. Um, they seem to, to want to preempt cities um, on pretty much everything that, that they don't agree with the cities on. And I really have some serious constitutional questions about that about that law and those efforts to preempt cities. I don't believe that it is. Uh, I think it's entirely likely that it's not constitutional. Um, but we see it all the time. And I know you guys have dealt with, you know, an explosion of Airbnbs and short-term rentals that you've had trouble dealing with because the legislature won't let you pass co- common-sense regulations. Um, other cities have tried, tried to do things to, to make their operations more sustainable, but they've been preempted again by the legislature. And I will not be shy about telling the legislature that I think what they're doing is unconstitutional. We had um, recently um, the um, recorder of Yavapai County, um, uh, Leslie Hoffman, a uh, Republican, uh, was driven from office. Uh, yeah. by, by, by Trump supporters. Um, Trump carried Yavapai County, of which he was a reporter. First, she's a Republican. Secondly, Trump <laughs> carried the county by two to one. And right. she was driven from office by people claiming that, that she, something terrible happened in Yavapai County elections. Um, what can be done to prevent this kind of, uh, abuse of public officials. I mean, it's one thing to disagree and criticize and, you know, you don't have to be polite about it, but uh, she was driven from office and she was driven from office from a point of view of a, uh, as a Republican official. Yeah. I mean, it's nuts, right? I mean, it is, I, I saw that, uh, you know, I spoke to a number of folks when I was back home in Prescott uh, for the 4th of July uh, festivities and, I, I, I can't believe it, and I'll tell you what I'll do about it as Attorney General. We will not abide um, any attempt to intimidate or harass or any act of violence against an election official in the state of Arizona, and I will prosecute it. We cannot have a situation, and again, this goes back to my, my you know, um, 
uh, you know, my belief that we have to have an AG who will protect democracy. Part of protecting democracy is making sure that our elected officials, and especially our elections officials, people like Leslie Hoffman, um, who, by the way, is well known, that, that elections division in Yavapai County is well known to be one of the best, if not the best, outfit in the state of Arizona when it comes to carrying out um, great elections, flawless elections. Um, and we, I will not abide that, and we will prosecute um, to the fullest extent of the law anyone who engages in violence or intimidate, illegal intimidation or harassment against our elections officials, because this is, I mean, you know, this is, this is terrible. And we can't, you know, the, we can't have our talented, seasoned um, elections officials driven out of office by this kind of behavior. I think protecting elections, I think Karen and I would agree, is one of the most important jobs that attorney general can can take part in in doing. Yes, because. Uh, if we don't have elections, and, and there are people in the country, obviously very large numbers, undercutting legitimacy of our election, attacking the legitimacy of our elections, including uh, all the Republicans you're running against pretty much, um, right. who, who will not admit, you know, that Biden carried uh, Arizona. This undercutting the belief in our elections is is one of the most disturbing things, I think, nationally, because it goes to the heart of democracy. If people don't believe in elections and the, there's all this irrational ta- attacks on them, it it it's it's dangerous to the survival of, of of democracy. And we see other countries shading in slowly to. Um, illiberal democracies, they call it, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right, Steve, and, and, and it's, it's very, uh, it's really troubling, and it's one of the reasons that I decided to run for attorney general. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, you know, all six of my Republican opponents uh, either questioned the validity of the 2020 election or outright said that they would not have certified the 2020 election. And I think you have to ask the question then, what are they going to do in 20? If we have an, a, a Republican, any one of them wins, if we have a Republican AG, what are they going to do in 2024 if we have a close uh, presidential election? There are three elected officials in Arizona involved in the certification process in Arizona of, of elections. One of them is the attorney general. And um, if we have an AG in Arizona or in another state or two who refuses to certify elections, then that means our democracy is in very, uh, in great difficulty, is in, is in trouble. And, and we cannot, we cannot have that. We cannot have an attorney general who does not believe in the rule of law and does not believe in our election system. So you're absolutely right. It's one of the reasons we, you know, I'm running for attorney general and I, and I'm asking Arizonans, whether they're independents or Republicans or Democrats to vote for me. If you believe in the rule of law, if you want an attorney general who will restore this office to its core mission and who will 
put uh, politics at the doorstep when she walks into the office every day, then, then I'm asking you to vote for Chris Mays. And Chris, can you uh, just tell us what your uh, uh, website is for people that want to donate? Yeah. Because unfortunately, we mentioned a little bit about the money the Republicans raise, but it's expensive to run a statewide race in Arizona because Arizona is so large, so many rural areas. So it does really help. And can't, everybody, uh, all the candidates running need need finances to help. So can you give it's us your true. website? It, no. It's true. Thank you so much, Karen, for that opportunity. So please go to chrismays.com. It's K R I S. M-A-Y-E-S dot com, chrismays dot com. You can do a lot of things there. You can donate. You can volunteer. You can sign up for a yard sign. We'll get you a yard sign. Um, and, uh, you know, we're uh, we're doing well, we are, we, but you're right. We've got to stay competitive. We've now raised uh, more money uh, for attorney general as a Democrat than any other Democratic candidate in history. Um, I feel the excitement building out there. I feel... So many, especially many women, but men and women who are so upset about what this attorney general is trying to do to prevent us from having reproductive rights and individual rights and privacy in Arizona. Um, so we're going to we're going to continue to get after it. And I'm going to run really hard all the way through the finish line. And the other thing I'd like to say is uh, you're going to have an attorney general in Chris Mays who will focus on rural Arizona uh, Karen, as you know, as Steve, as you said, I, I was born and raised in rural Arizona. It's a part of my heart. It's a part of who I am, and um, I will uh, be there uh, for you, and I will be in rural Arizona uh, working um, uh, nonstop for the people of our state, all across the state. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for coming on today to talk to us, Chris. Looks like we've got just next, a, next a couple week. minutes left, so we got just a few upcoming announcements on some things. There. Yeah, go ahead. But um, next week we're going to have um, our second um, program on Roe versus Wade. We're going to have Mick Jordal and Holly uh, Plug, two really fine lawyers. We talked about it before the decision came out. Now they're going to come and talk to us about the implications of overturning uh, Roe versus Wade. I should just add, I've always believed in the right of privacy, and I, I, I always thought that was a good argument by the Supreme Court back in uh, in the Roe decision. I know that it's it's controversial, but it always struck me as a good one. Karen? Yeah, um, and keep thinking we're going to be getting some more of the people running for elections, some of our other statewide candidates on this show upcoming. Um, the Democrats, the Red Rocks, um, you know, and thank you, one pause where we do this when we talked about money, to thank the Democrats of the Red Rocks, the Yavapai County Democratic Party, and Steve Segner and El Portal Hotel, who've been longtime financial supporters of the show. Um, the Democrats of the Red Rocks have a, will have a number of things coming up. and got Zoom breakfast. They're sponsoring a meet and greet at the library on August 12th with Tom O'Halloran which is not a fundraiser. It's really a meet and greet and a chance to listen to him about current issues in the, in, uh, back in Washington. Um, Dora will be having a picnic in October. So check on the Democrats of the Red Rocks website to find out what's going on there, who their monthly you know, Zoom candidate breakfast will be, and things like that. So. And Tom is really approachable. If you have questions for him, if you want to talk to him, to uh, that, at the yeah. meet and greet, just go up and talk to him. He's, he's very accessible. Yeah. He's very uh, friendly guy. Yeah. And, and, and he will do his best to answer yeah. your question. And I mean, I've seen him work do it hard to get him because it, you know, he actually he lives here in Sedona for people who don't know that. He's been lived in Sedona for several decades now. And uh, so he, he, he listens to us and understands our rural issues really well. So.
So anything else, Karen? We've got one minute left. We want to thank Chris Mace for coming on the show. We wish her good luck in the campaign. Um, just if you still have your mail-in ballots sitting on your kitchen table, I know there weren't a lot of races with Democratic uh, primaries, but there are several, including Governor and uh, Secretary of State. Both are extremely important offices. So if your mail-in ballot is still sitting on your kitchen table, please fill it out, send it in, drop it off at one of the drop boxes in Sedona at City Hall or the fire station in the village or over at the county office in Cottonwood. Yeah, yeah I think it's uh, important to vote even when we don't have a lot of Democratic c- contest well, uh, or we don't have very – um, we have very important local Sedona races. Yes. The Republicans, the Trumpsters are here again with lots of big money. Yeah, so vote turn for out city for races. local issues yeah. if you live in Sedona. Thank you for being with us. VVID.org is our website. And we have a lot of information on there. And all the passwords. You've been listening to Democratic Perspective, brought to you by the Verde Valley Independent Democrats, a weekly talk show focusing on the political issues facing the Verde Valley, Sedona, Northern Arizona, and our nation at large. Catch us every Monday morning after the 8 a.m. news, right here on AM 780 KAZM. It's beautiful out there, folks. Have a great day.